0: Welcome to Low Country Football Focus Second Round Playoff Edition. I'm Tim Atkins. I'm your co-host right here alongside your other co-host, Stephen Moody. Good evening, everybody. Stephen, kind of a Black Friday for uh, Low Country football teams, man. We've everybody wiped out. We got one five A team still alive. One four A team still alive no 3A teams, one 2A team, and one 1A one team from low country teams. I mean, it, it was just – unfortunately, we see this a lot every yeah.
1: year. I mean, it's, it's getting real real deep into playoffs, you know, and you, you're hitting on a little bit better competition at this point.
0: Well, let's start off with the number one team in the state, state the Somerville Green Wave. That was this game I did on WTUA. I'm not going to give you all the – WTRadio.com, because guess what? Berkeley lost. Somerville won. We're not going to do any more games this year, so we're done till next year. Somerville beats Berkeley 34-14 to to go 12-0. But, boy, this game had some controversy. Berkeley came out, got the ball, drove down, right down Somerville's throat, went up 7-0. I mean, Henry Rivers hit a few passes, had a big 40-yard run. I mean, the guy's... They looked good. They had some momentum. They weren't – like the first time they played Somerville's early in their season, Somerville beat them 62-27. You could just see, you know, the awe from the Berkeley players. You know, they were kind of like, oh, it's the number one team in the state. Somerville's got those annoying flashing lights like South Carolina does. But except it's green. It's that horrible green color. Mm -hmm. But it's like the game – they grew up a little bit from the first time they played Somerville to the second time. Oh, yeah. They went up 7 nothing. Somerville got the ball back. They, they put a drive together. They went down, missed the extra point. It was 7-6 to six Berkeley. But like I said, I, you know, I'm not saying Berkeley would have beat Somerville, but it would have been a good game. And, and what I said all along was, man, if we can just get them to the fourth quarter
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and we're close – an, uh, withstand that initial onslaught because they come out so fast, so furious. They're so good that you know if we could we could we could play with them. So Berkeley's next possession, they got it down like within inside their own twenty yard line. Henry Rivers is rolling out, and at the very last second before he goes out of bounds, he throws a pass downfield, com- completes it. But he goes out of bounds and then he takes a late hit from Somerville out of bounds who sling him into the concrete wall hmm. that is down the visitor's bleachers, which is only probably twelve to fifteen foot from the field. Right. Fractures both of his wrist.
1: Holy cow.
0: Um, concussed and what they call spinal shock. It was it was I guess like a stinger. Right. I mean Freaking horrifying thing for you know the whole team and his parents you know who were you know who took him to the hospital themselves as soon as they he got up and walked you know to the sideline after ten very frightening minutes right but it it just sucked the life out of Berkeley I mean you know they 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 kind of live and die by, by that by the freshman quarterback he's been so spectacular he's been healthy all year. And there was just no backup plan. They went into a wildcat kind of wedge offense after that. I guess just trying to regroup and figure out what they're going to do. But you're not going to match up with Somerville like that. No. And Somerville was able to just impose their will. Yannick Smith, another great game. Two receiving touchdowns, a pass touchdown. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on on social media right now where supposedly some Somerville kids on social media before the game Said so they're going head hunting. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any video of the hit, so I've never known. You know, you always say how much I enjoy going to Somerville, and mm-hmm. you know the the history of the rivalry and everything. I've never known Somerville to be a dirty team, so I'm I'm not going to go on a rant about that. Uh, I think uh, a kid made a stupid play. Uh, I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to sit here and down Somerville. Right. But it was, by all accounts, it was a hit well out of bounds. And then after he did it, he stood over him and taunted him. Now, they got flagged twice on the play. Somerville did not play a good game. Uh, they, They were just very undisciplined all night long. Of course, Berkeley... They got a few unsportsmanlike penalties. Not long after that, because the kids are just so frustrated, it, it just got very ugly. I was afraid it was going to be a brawl, but it wasn't. <clears throat> coach Lodge got control of him. And, and to to Coach Ian Rafferty's credit, after he got a comfortable lead, you know he knew that you know Berkeley was one dimensional and was not a threat anymore. And the entire second half, it was thirty four to seven at halftime. Ended up being 34-14. Again, Yannick Smith, like I said, three touchdowns. He was spectacular as always. Jaden Cummings, Trey Green, all the usual suspects. But it's, it's just terrible that they lost it like that. And and, yeah. and even worse, that it was on a dirty play by the Somerville player. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I,
1: it's just disheartening that a kid would do something, you know, that vicious. And, and you know, For no real reason,
0: I, yeah. And, and I always go on about how much I love going to Somerville Stadium, the history of that stadium. The stands are so close to the field. Like when you s- sit in the stands, if you're on the first row, you could reach out and touch one of the players on the sideline. You're that close, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's an old stadium. And I never looked at it as a safety thing before until after this Friday. It is a concrete wall. That goes down the visitor side sideline. They need padding on that or something. And I know there's a um, there's a petition going around, started by some Berkeley Stags parents, about hey the high school league needs to step in and maybe force Somerville to put some padding on it or something. And it, I'm sure something like that's happened in the past, but not that I can remember. But you know, also Coach Lodge pointed out to me after the game. We were talking to him after the game. And on the end zone facing the neighborhood, and if you've been to Somerville, you know what I'm talking about. There's a metal fence, iron grate fence, beautiful fence, but it's like six foot from the back of the end zone. Can you imagine a wide receiver going full speed, mm-hmm. catching or missing the ball in the back of the end zone and running right into that fence? There's no padding or anything. That would not feel good. I mean, it's, it's a safety concern for Somerville kids and for whoever they're playing. So I think you know I think Somerville could clean it up a little bit with some padding and stuff and make it a little safer. But that was very scary to see your freshman phenom quarterback. And at that point, you didn't even care about him being a quarterback. You just cared that you know here's this freshman kid who's not showing any movement. It was a very scary situation. But anyway, like I said, I'm not saying anything about Somerville being dirty. I think one kid did something dirty, and I don't think it's indicative of Somerville's program. So I'm going to leave it at that. Somerville goes to 12-0. and Berkeley ends their season at 6-6. and I think well far ahead of where I thought they would be in Coach Lodge's first season, his rebuilding effort. I'm going to say it like Coach Prime says it, man. Get us now. Berkeley's going to be good in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. They just had five kids make the all-region team. All five are underclassmen.
1: That's good it's story. an offensive
0: lineman, a linebacker, two wide receivers, and their quarterback. Henry Rivers also up for South Carolina Freshman of the Year. Future's bright at Berkeley High School. Future's still bright for Somerville for this season. They will travel to Carolina Forest in the third round of the playoffs this week, and it will be a rematch of their first game of the season where they eked out a seven-point win over Carolina Forest. Winner of this game goes to the Lower State Championship.
1: Mm.
0: So Somerville, the only remaining 5 team still alive. So I guess I gave it, gave that away. The game we're going to talk about next is is Carolina Forest. That's going to be Somerville's next opponent. They beat West Ashley 28-21. More controversy in this game. Uh oh. So Carolina Forest is leading West Ashley 28 to 14. West Ashley puts a drive together. End of the game now, fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. Puts a drive together, goes down and scores. It's 28-21. Kicks an onside kick, recovers it. Now, I mean, at this point, it's like a minute left, less than a minute left. So they drive a little bit down, and they throw a pass in the end zone with two seconds left. Kid catches it, touchdown. All the refs get together in the end zone for, like, 45 seconds and then one of them throws a flag offensive pass interference touchdown is no good can you believe that after after talking for 45 seconds (laughs) and then throw a flag that's ridiculous if you don't throw the flag at first you can't do you can't do that in a second round playoff game this is supposed to be the best refs that's available that's ridiculous. I mean, can you imagine serious. how those kids from West Ashley feel and Donnie Kiefer, Coach Kiefer,
1: giving it their all, and then have have referees get together, talk for, for such a long time, and, and throw a dang flag? It doesn't make any sense.
0: That's a bunch of bullshit. I don't I don't like saying curse words on our podcast because in case kids hear them. But I'm calling because like that's bullshit, man. I can't yeah. believe that. I a hey, I know exactly how
1: you feel. I mean we had some situations like that on the softball field Saturday, but we can talk about that later.
0: Carolina Forest improves in nine and three. West Ashley, what a great run they had through two rounds of playoff games. They finished their season at six and six. I still say Donnie Kiefer's got West Ashley on an upper trajectory. They're gonna be a good football team yes. and tough they get tougher. That's one thing West Ashley never was was tough.
1: They tough now.
0: They're tough right now, and they're getting better. They play in a very tough region with Fort D in Somerville and Ashley Ridge, who's Mm -hmm. on the up. So Carolina Forest, they will host Somerville. That's going to be a huge game, and that's going to be on our pick here in a little while. Steve, I might surprise you with my pick on that game. (laughs) So let's talk about another low country 5A team that went down to Stratford Knights. They had a little Cinderella run. They went undefeated in region. They have uh, they won the region six five a title. They hosted Sumter, too much Sumter.
1: Oh yeah. yeah,
0: thirteen to six game and a half now. Stratford played them tough, but Sumter just walked off in the second half. Uh, Stratford's only score. Markel Holloman had a one yard touchdown run, and the Stratford Knights end their season with five wins and seven losses. But I, I think you know kind of an upturn for Stratford. They've been bad for a good while now.
1: Maybe Denny McDaniel's got him heading in the right direction.
0: I think he does, and he's got a young sophomore quarterback and Jack and Davis, who, like I said, man, I saw him play. That kid's good. He's going to be fun to watch the next couple of years. So, oh yeah, Stratford season is over. Sumter advances, but boy, they got their hands full. White Knoll, eleven and zero. Sumter goes to White Knoll this week. Huge game. <laughs> Huge game, Sumter man. Don't, don't sleep on Sumter Gamecocks, that, that's a good football team. Speaking of White Knoll, Stephen, boy, who saw this coming?
1: This was ugly.
0: They beat the pants off Fort Dorchester 50 to 7. I think I predicted Fort D to win that game, didn't I?
1: Uh, we both did.
0: Holy 50 to 7. I was wrong about White Knoll. I said, Oh, they had an easy non region schedule, they padded their schedule. Shh. But they blew out a very good football team in Fort Dorchester. Blowout's an understatement. Quarterback Landon Sharp for the Timberwolves had five touchdown passes. I mean, they just put it on them. So Fort D's season is over at 7-4. and four, A disappointment for Fort Dorchester. Mm-hmm. They're used to being, you know, lower state championship perennial, heading to Columbia to play, or in this case, uh, this year, Orangeburg at, at uh, Dawson Stadium. But uh, Fort D's season ends – at seven and four. So, Sumter is going to White Knoll, and that's going to be a huge game. Uh, Steven, down in 4A. There is one team still alive in 4A in the low country, and God, what a what a game this must have been. It, like I said, if I wasn't doing Berkeley-Somerville, I would have been at James Island-Hartsville.
1: Oh, yeah. Hartsville, Hartsville looks like they might have given them a little bit of
0: a trouble early, but. Hearts, this, I can't imagine what a physical game this was because I know how hearts feel, how physical they are. And for James Allen to beat up on them like that, man, that's crazy. Trojans rushed for nearly 350 yards. The first half of this game, the score was 35 21 at halftime. 700 yards of offense, almost 700 yards of off- offense between the two teams in the first half. Whew. Three hundred and sixty for James Island, three hundred and eleven for Hartsville. Uh Coach Jamar McCoy said he challenged the defense at halftime and boy they shut him out in the second half.
1: It, I mean that's what they've pretty much uh you know had what's been their I guess their yeah, biggest their, biggest asset was has been their defense.
0: For sure. You know. That running game and that defense. And that's how you win football games, and that's how you win state championships. Uh, third quarter, this was, a, like I said, a 14-point game at the half. Hartsville kind of still in this thing. Hartsville got the ball to start the second half, was driving. They stopped at midfield on fourth down. They went for it. Uh, James Island held them, got the ball. Braxton Scott hit Jaden Singleton, 56-yard Touchdown. On third down, and uh, that was pretty much it. They started rolling at that point, and uh, Hartsville just couldn't stop them and couldn't get anything going on offense. So a big win for I mean that is a gutsy win when you spank Hartsville like that, 45-21. James Island is twelve and zero. Hartsville ends their season at eight and four. And you thought this was a big game? Sure. This the coming week, next. James Island will host 12 and 0 Irmo, and they, this is almost a mirror
1: image of these two teams. I mean, I could I looked at them earlier. They both have explosive offenses, and you know their defenses are where 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 it happens because neither team
0: has given up 100 points all year. Yeah, I'm I'm not even I, there's no question what game I'm going to this week. Berkeley's not playing. I'm going to James Island. I'm going to see about buying my ticket early because I think this is going to be a well-attended game.
1: 12-0 versus
0: 12-0. Irmo Irmo advanced to the third round with a 55-24 win over Myrtle Beach. I mean, just blew out a very good Myrtle Beach team. Man, this, this is going to be a heavyweight fight right here. This is going to be a good, fun football game. Winner will go to the Lower State Championship game. So what are you thinking on an over
1: under on that one? Who I th- I
0: think uh you think the defenses take over I think, it's, think it's a defensive game I, I think it's it's like a 24-21, maybe a seventeen fourteen kind of game I, I think it's that going to be that kind of football game, but Irmo they they're big they run bruising running backs they they play defense and like you said mirror image of James Allen. So congratulations to the Trojans. They advance and gonna go try to pull for them in person this weekend.
1: There you go.
0: The other 4-A team that had a playoff game last week, the Lucy Beckham Bengals, they lose to the Cinderella story of the 4-A playoffs, Lancaster Bruins, 38 to 20. Lancaster made the playoffs as an at-large with a one-and-nine record. And now they have won two playoff games over two very good football teams, Ridgeview and now Lucy Beckham. Ridgeview was a number one seed. This is ridiculous. I mean, that's just crazy. This is the F- Lancaster's first trip to a third round game in 15 years.
1: Well, it, it doesn't get any easier for them. No,
0: it, it does not. Lancaster led after the first quarter, 13 to six. Uh, they led 24 to 14 at halftime. Lucy Beckham's, uh, Lancaster got something going on Lucy Beckham's been playing really good defense to give up 38 points to Lancaster and Lancaster's got something and I mean they say <laughs> you're playing well at the right time they're hitting on all cylinders right this, now
1: that's the epitome of that
0: they're playing with house money I mean they're 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 loose they're they're going out but boy like you said they got their hands full this week they're going to the defending 4A state champion South Florence. They are twelve and zero. They beat Richland Northeast fifty to twenty last week. So Lancaster, uh, it's David and Goliath. If it wasn't for James Allen and Irmo, I would think about going to this game and sitting on Lancaster's side.
1: Well, you see, it's going to be the Bruins
0: versus the Bruins. So I think the Bruins will win. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I, I think you're right there. I'll pick that when. Uh... When I do my pick them later. So, of the 5A teams in the Lowcountry, only one is still standing. That's Somerville. And of the 4A teams in the Lowcountry, only one is still standing. James Island. Let's go to 3A. That's
1: some heartbreakers.
0: Yeah, tough one. I, there's not a 3A team left standing from the Lowcountry. Hanahan put up a fight to Gilbert. But Gilbert takes uh, takes control late and beats Hanahan 49 to 35 freshman running back Trayvon Williamson for Gilbert stole the show 312 rushing yards 312 from a freshman and three touchdowns this game was tied 21 21 at the half it was tied 35 to 35 with four minutes and six seconds left in the third quarter and then the fourth quarter, Gilbert just wore Hanahan down. Trayvon Williamson took over. And the Hawks, what a season they had under, under their first year of coach. They go 7-5, and five, but they win a region championship. They knock off undefeated Philip Simmons to do that and beat defending state champion Buford along the way. So a good, successful season for Hanahan. Uh, but they lose to Gilbert 49-35. Gilbert will travel to Camden in the third round for a, the winner of that will go to the Lower State Championship. Camden off a whipping of Dillon, 35-21, between the white walls at Dillon. You don't go into Dillon and beat Dillon like that. Camden Bulldogs got a good football team.
1: They, they put it on to them Wildcats.
0: So Gilbert and Camden, another huge heavyweight fight. That's going to be a good football game right there. So... How did Kevon Rivera do in the game? I have reached out trying to find stats, and I can't find the stats anywhere. So I've reached out to the uh, film guy at Hanahan, my good friend Barry, and he was going to get me that information. He has not texted back to me yet. Gotcha. So as soon as I get it, if I get a text during the broadcast here, I'll update you. Gotcha. So let's talk about the other 3A team in the low country that went down. Phillips Simmons, Iron Horses, they had a great season. I mean, they were undefeated at one point. A disappointing end to the season for Phillip Simmons. But still, I mean, what, what, what is this, their sixth varsity football team? This, they, they're, Good things are happening for Phillip Simmons, and they're just going to keep happening.
1: Eric Bendig is going to continue
0: to – Field some strong teams over there. He's a he's good coach. Uh, I've I've heard other coaches talk about him with such respect. He's a good guy, a good coach, and he's got that program in the right directions. But they lose to Brooklyn Casey, a very good Brooklyn Casey team. 34-13. to 13, Deshaun Washington for Brooklyn Casey. He's a Mr. Football finalist here for the state of South Carolina. He had 214 yards rushing and four touchdowns to lead Brooklyn Casey. And, and – that's all. Phillip Simmons, like I said, their, their MO has also, also been defense. And you know Brooklyn Casey's got to be good to run up some numbers like that on Phillip Simmons on the Iron Horse defense. But Iron Horses finished their season at 10-2. and two. Brooklyn Casey improves to 10-2. And, and they've – boy, Brooklyn Casey's got their hands full this week. They will host Crestwood. And I don't know if you've kept up with Crestwood at all this season. They're 11-1. Oh, Yeah. Their only loss I think was 50 to 49 to Gray Collegiate. And if you know anything about Gray Collegiate, you know you know what a stacked team they have. So Crestwood Brooklyn Casey is going to be another I keep I hate to keep using the term heavyweight fight. Maybe I'll say a dog fight on this one. <laughs> and the last three a team that was playing in the state the Buford Eagles. They go to Crestwood, um, and we knew that wasn't going to be pretty. Crestwood takes care of Buford, shuts them out, forty-four to nothing. So the defending 3A state champion season is over. They go seven and five on the season. Crestwood improves to eleven and one. The final score was forty-four to nothing. You know what the halftime score was? Forty-four to nothing. Forty-four to nothing. Uh, running clock second half. That's how bad this was. Crest, uh, Crestwood's got a good football team, and they will go to Brooklyn Casey this week. Eleven and one, Crestwood; ten and two, Brooklyn Casey. Winner goes to the lower state championship for three A. Looking down on the two A ranks, we thought Oceanside Woodland was going to be a a, a big time battle. Boy, nobody battled except Oceanside in this one. They they defeat Woodland, knock them out of the playoffs in a big way for the second straight year water
1: boy might have been a little bit worked trying to get some water to him.
0: Oceanside defeats some forty nine nothing. They improved to nine and three. Woodland finishes their season at eight and three. Now Oceanside, what's what's impressive about this is they lost their quarterback, Riedenbach, the last regular season game of the season. He's out, he's not coming back the rest of the season. And I think the kid's a senior, and that's a suck way to go out for a senior oh, quarterback. Not, I mean, that's heartbreaking. But their backup quarterbacks, Tanner Swisher and Aiden Manivian, each had two touchdown passes. So, so they've got uh, they're playing well. That wasn't me. That wasn't Kayvon Rivera. That was you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Gavin Gasper had three receiving touchdowns. So Oceanside's going to have to do it without their starting quarterback. But uh, Swisher and Manivian played pretty good football. Now they're going to host a very good Barnwell team this week. Uh, Barnwell defeated – really, to me, this was an upset because Marion, Marion, I think, was favored in this game. Marion had a good football team.
1: Barnwell showing up at the right time.
0: Yeah, they defeat Marion 31-25. Barnwell is 8-4, and four, and they will go to 9-3 and three Oceanside Collegiate. So congratulations to the Land Sharks. They live to fight another day. They go to the third round.
1: One step closer to the state title.
0: So a few other scores to share for uh, share with you. Um, well, Stephen, let's go to one A, the game you went to.
1: Yeah, um, Cross. Uh, you know, it was kind of, you know, kind of almost put you to sleep kind of game. I mean, Cross has been a a beast on defense all year, and you know, less than hundred points given up. But they 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 end up eking out a 10-point win over Allendale Fairfax, you know, five and seven now Allendale Fairfax team. Um, so it's, it's a little concerning seeing where they've got to go to next. Um, so we'll talk about that in a little while. See, I, I, was,
0: I was I was thinking it was going to be cross big in this game, and I was a little surprised by that I think we tight both, score.
1: I think we both were thinking that. I mean, 18 points – They'd only given up eighteen points once, one other time this year, and that was to uh, Timberland.
0: Well, you know, we wondered would it hurt Cross that they played such a weak in such a weak division, and and is it, are we seeing some of that?
1: Well, we'll we'll see what happens when they when what happens next week when they face Bamberg Earhart. Um, but I'll tell you, this this game was uh, really close, and getting down to the end. Um, you know, Allendale Fairfax scored and went for an onside kick, cross-recovered cross, cross recovered and was able to, you know, run it out from there. Tyler Mungin had 134 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Wow, he really showed off with his legs. And uh, also had a little over 100 in the in the air with another touchdown. Um, so it, it was, like I said, it wasn't, wasn't no super exciting game, but it was, you know. Just enough for Cross to make it through. But, like I said, it doesn't get any easier this week when they, when they uh, face Bamberg Earhart, who is also 11-1. and one. And this is like another mirror image. Yeah. Of
0: you know, of cross, cross might have needed a game like that. They might have, you know, a you
1: know, little yeah. adversity.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, congratulations to the Trojans. They are one game away from another lower state championship berth. They were there last year. They lost to Johnsonville. But uh, Coach, Coach Wright's got him playing ball. Tyler Mungan, quarterback for the Trojans, playing really good football right now, doing it with his legs and his arms. So uh, good luck to cross coming this week to, against bamberg I'm um, A few more scores to pass on for you, Stephen. Johnsonville defeats Lakeview. This was a surprise to me. It's not really that Johnsonville beat Lakeview. But Lakeview's not the kind of team you beat 35 to 14. they' they are a really good 1a team and Johnsonville really took them behind the woodshed
1: I think Johnsonville is pretty much showing everybody that they're the team to beat and, and
0: again another good team and they're that's the team this is the team that beat cross in the lower state championship last year the Johnsonville flashes man they they've got a good football team up there they will face Lamar at Lamar this week, for a chance to again another berth in the lower state championship game, uh, Johnsonville improves to eight and two. They will face nine and three Lamar. The King Street Blazers season comes to an end at Andrew Jackson. Uh, Andrew Jackson defeats King Street 51 to 20. So, King Street in their first season as the Blazers, the, the kind of new look King Street high school, they, they combine with C.E. Murray ends at five and seven, but uh, I think a, a successful first year for King Street. They're kind of changing that culture over that's, there.
1: That's what I was talking about um, before, because I mean we both remember King Street not being, you know, a world beater or anything like that. But at five They were a seven, nobody
0: beater, right? And they're that that win over over Timberland last week was a really big shot in the arm for that program. So congratulations to King Street. Um, I think they're on the way up for uh, two A ball, so good on them. Andrew Jackson faces Hampton County <laughs> at Hampton County next week, so we'll find out what Andrew Jackson has. Speaking of Hampton County, they beat another Low Country team, Andrews Yellow Jackets, forty eight to fourteen. Andrews finishes their season at eight and four. Hampton County improves to eleven and one. And uh, one other note I, I made looking at some upper state games. I really we're not. We'll probably cover some of those next week because we're not going to have a whole lot of low country right, teams right. to talk about.
1: But I mean, it's just the lower states Man, coming up. Man, so.
0: Northwestern High School, Coach Wafford up there. They they've played two playoff games. They've outscored their opponents 112 to seven. And that was uh, Lawrence and Greenwood. So. That's that, that's just something that stood out to me. Like, man, Northwestern is beating the crap out of everybody they play, um, and and then, you know, another note is just so many big heavyweights left in four A. You got Northwestern, you got South Florence, you got Irmo, you got James Island, and Irmo and James Island playing this week. Right, man, what a, what a game! I, I think that's probably one of the biggest games in the state. Top three.
1: No doubt. I mean, Northwestern's in a very tough conference. I mean, South Point—they're right there too.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but and, and i to cut them out.
0: That's the same region Lancaster's from, isn't it?
1: Right, and you know, Lancaster might be. Uh,
0: <laughs> you don't even play that region. It's one of nine teams.
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> a few skis of scores to to pass along to you, Stephen. Porter Gowd season ends at Lawrence Manning. We kind of thought it might. Lawrence Manning beats Porter Gowd 48-21. Lawrence Manning gets a berth in the state championship game. They will face the Hammond Skyhawks at CSU this coming Saturday. Uh, Hilton Head Christian defeats Pinewood Prep 42-30. Hilton Head Christian also in the state championship game. In their division, they will face Wilson Hall. Williamsburg Academy. The magic season continues. They whip Buford Academy. Forty-one to six. So Williamsburg Academy also playing at CSU for state Saturday. They face Bethesda. I don't even know where Bethesda is. I've never heard of Bethesda Academy.
1: Yes. Is that three A? skis a three A.
0: I think that's skis a two A. Williamsburg Academy versus. While you're looking that up, I'm gonna uh real quick. Patrick Henry defeated Dorchester Academy 17-13. to 13. So Patrick Henry will face Lee Academy in the 1A state championship for Skiza Ball. And 8-man, just wanted to mention that because it is a, a low country team. Holly Hill Academy will face Jefferson Davis. But that the location and time of that state championship game has yet to be determined. Hmm. I assumed they would play at CSU, but for the 8-man, I guess not. So that's all I got. Like I said, it was not a kind Friday for low country football teams. No, sir. Only one 5A team left standing. Only one 4A team left standing. Nobody in 3A made it past the second round. One 2A team and one 1A team. I mean, it's just – it's it's tough. It's getting real tough sledding. and
1: well, I, uh, I looked this up right quick on this. William Byrd versus Bethesda. These, whatever it is, another mirror image. Bethesda has a very good defense, giving up a little less than 100 points a game. I mean, 100 points on the year. You know, Williamsburg's given up 120, scored a 487.
0: Um, and then, Man, what you doing Saturday? We can go check out some skis of state championships.
1: But 478 points scored by the Blazers of Bethesda. 73 allowed. Wow. And you switch it over here to Williamsburg Academy, 487 points scored, 120 allowed. Wow. So both teams have scored 487 points. All haven't, the year. haven't they played each other? They have. Well, no, they're both 12-0. and 0. Okay. They're both 12-0, and 0, just another mirror image matchup.
0: Well, let's talk a little college football real quick before we wrap it up. uh, uh, uh Two straight wins for USC, two straight wins for Clemson. Hey, hey things are looking up.
1: It's matching up to where that, that rivalry game next week might mean something. Did you
0: see they set the game time at 7.30? 7.30. God, them Carolina fans are going to be drunk you know, as skunks by the time that game starts.
1: I'm on a little text message thread with, with Dwayne Shuler. He, he sends out a message said, yeah, just, just great, just great. Those doggone Carolina fans are going to be drunk and unruly as usual. <laughs>
0: USC beat Vandy 47-6. to six. Spencer Rattler looked really good, had three touchdown passes. USC has two straight wins. I mean, it's Jacksonville State and it's Vanderbilt, but still, to, well, you know, that's wins, you know? To be
1: honest, I mean, like I said, I didn't get to watch the game because I was out on the ball field all day. Um, But... I
0: watched it for you. I had 40, both games on. 47-6.
1: to six, I think it was one of Carolina's most uh, complete games all year. I know, yes, it's Vanderbilt, but... I mean, to hold uh, any team to that kind of – I want to say going into the third quarter, Carolina had only given up like 80 yards of offense at that point. It was –
0: Vanderbilt lost their quarterback a couple of weeks ago and this other kid, his offense is just not on track. And Vanderbilt's defense was on the game the whole – was in the game the whole – seemed like the whole game. They were always on the field. So, it was a tough situation for Vanderbilt. And I see you guys took care of Georgia Tech pretty good. i tell you what. That was a good win. Georgia Tech's been playing good ball. Oh, they've been playing Haynes King ball. has been killing it, and, and they shut him down. That Clemson defense right now is playing good ball. It was 42-21. But it it's like 14 of those points came in late in the fourth quarter when we were seven. I mean, mm-hmm. they wore Georgia Tech out. Good deal. I mean, it was Georgia Tech up seven to nothing after the first quarter. We were watching the game. We went for a fake punt on our own 25-yard line when it's 0-0. Now, surely Dabo didn't call that. Uh, I'm thinking that the punter probably has a green light. If he sees an opening, he can take it. Right. And I think he saw thought he saw something, but he was not fast enough to outrun the Georgia Tech defender. Georgia Tech got the ball on a short field, went down and scored a 7 up Georgia Tech, and I was about fit to be tied at that point. So it was only it was 7 up Georgia Tech after the first quarter, but boy, Clemson really really turned it on the rest of the game. Cade Clubnick had a pretty good game clubnick was like 23 of 34. Um, we had 465 yards of offense. 25 first downs, only 13 for Georgia Tech. Maffa, another huge That's game. That's a 90,
1: bad Maffa.
0: 96 yards. Shipley had 77. Shipley took another tough shot to the back of the head. Ooh. It's like they're trying to hit him in the back of the head. Did he get concussed or anything? I don't think so. No, he stayed in the game. Okay. Tyler Brown, did you see the replay, of the catch Tyler Brown made the end zone? I did. You not. have to look it up. Seven receptions, 41 yards in that touchdown, one-handed. And linebacker Barrett Carter didn't even play. I mean, he oh. was injured. He, like, rolled an ankle or something in practice Wednesday. So, big win for Clemson, big win for USC. Uh, we've got North Carolina this week. Y'all got That's Kentucky? We got Kentucky. That's, yeah, it, it's going to get a little harder for both of us.
1: It's going to get a little harder, and, you know, like I said, this is the one last step we need to make to, you know, make that game at with, with Clemson, you know, worth something.
0: Carolina's going to have to win their last two games against Kentucky and against Clemson to be bowl eligible, although some teams go to a bowl at 5-7. Yeah,
1: but it's, it's certain circumstances if there's not enough six-win teams out there.
0: Clemson uh, is now bowl eligible. Uh, they they could still finish the season at eight and four with a get win a over North bowl. Carolina and South Carolina, and get a you know might even be a warm weather bowl. That's what we're yeah. hoping for. If
1: you you beat North Carolina. That's a that's a good feather in the cap right there.
0: Yeah, that's North Carolina's had two losses. Um, one of them to Georgia Tech, which uh, you know I, I found hard to believe, but. Yeah, North Carolina looked like they're going to be the thick of things early in the season. But, yeah, the two losses have knocked them out of it. But they'll still get a, a decent bowl. But they'll be quite a challenge because uh, Drake May is a good quarterback. He's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft next year. Yes, sir. All right, Stephen. Um, got anything else you want to cover? How well, did right your up. softball team do? It wasn't raining up there in Florence? Well, no, we were in – we were in uh, Charlotte. Uh, Atlanta, Nevin's Park, Jacksonville,
1: Nevin's Park up in uh, you know, in between Charlotte and Concord. Okay. Um, the girls, you know, we just got a. I guess it was a good tournament, real tough competition. Um, we won our first game, and then lost our second game, eight to two against the eventual winner of the tournament overall.
0: Did you make um, them run? Did you make them run laps because nah, they lost? Nah. Um, up-downs, like 50 up-downs. Nah. It ended up push, pushing us into
1: done. the lower bracket, even though, you know, we, we went ahead and dominated after that and took another title there. Kai got a a championship belt out
0: of it. Oh, good for him. <laughs> I, uh, I think the up-downs. Try the up-downs. That might work. Up-downs,
1: I, th- I think you're
0: right. Up-downs and sprints.
1: Oh, and now don't forget, we got the upcoming games.
0: Oh dang! I'm about to cut us off. Yeah, let's do that. Hurry up! I was about up. to say your finger was awful close Sorry. to that button. Sorry, get ready to cut off the thing. We got up. We got games to pick. All right. Damn, so what am I doing? I'm hungry week, and I ain't had dinner. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> me and you. Me and you both. I haven't ate since uh, two o'clock yesterday.
0: Go ahead. Um, Upcoming games. All right.
1: So, uh, last week's pick 'em. You got me ten to one. I mean, uh, ten. You went ten and one. I went seven and four. So.
0: We need to start putting money on this because I'm killing you every week on picks.
1: Hey, we were, we were tied last week. <laughs> all right, so we'll start out, of course, with Somerville versus Carolina Force. Somerville travels to Carolina Force, and Somerville has won all four previous meetings between the two teams. The winner will move on to the lower state title game.
0: Uh, Steven, I tell you what, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Carolina Forest gave Somerville all they wanted in the in the first meeting, first game of the season. I'm picking Carolina Forest. I, I think some of that mojo, what happened with Somerville and Berkeley this week might come back a little karma for Somerville and they might end all their right. season. So I'm thinking Carolina Forest with the upset over Somerville. All
1: right. Well, I can't go away from the from 12-0 the, uh, Somerville green wave. So I'm going a, I'm to a pick Somerville on this one. All right. Fair enough. Right. So we've got – Irmo, at James Island, 12 and 0 versus 12 and 0. Jeez. James Island put Irmo out in the first round last year,
0: and the winner moves on to the lower state title game to face Lancaster or South. That's a Coast. that's a very good note. I did not know that James Island put Irmo out in the first round last year. Little revenge factor for Irmo, maybe. And that's their only ever meeting before
1: was last year in the playoffs.
0: I I just I just can't I can't not pick James Island. I think James. I believe in Coach Jamar McCoy, and I believe in what he's built there, and I think James Island over Armo. I am
1: going to say James Island having the home field advantage in this one is gonna be what what's the difference. So I'm going James Island as well. I can't I can't go against the guys. Been following them all year. Um, Bushy Ravenel. You think he's gonna have a big game? He had
0: a touchdown last
1: week. Yeah. Yeah, but you know Whooshy. Hmm. What don't you go name that boy? <laughs> All right, so game number three, Barnwell at Oceanside. Barnwell won the only previous meeting between these two teams. The winner will face Andrew Jackson or Hampton County in the lower state title game for double-A.
0: I think Oceanside not having Riedenbach will – they were just that much better than Woodland last week. Mm-hmm. But I think Barnwell's going to exploit that, and I think Barnwell gets a win over Oceanside.
1: All right, so you got Barnwell. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stay with Oceanside on this one. All right, what you got next? All right, next game covering uh, will be Bamberg Earhart at cross 11 1 versus 11 1. And you know, surprisingly, These two teams have only played once in the last 50 years. Wow. Um, The winner will move on to face Johnsonville or Lamar
0: in the lower state title game. This is going to be a a battle. This is, but, uh, you know, I I won't cross to win this game, but I'm picking Bamberg Earhart. I think Bamberg Earhart's more battle-tested than Cross is. I think Cross being in that weak region, not that they're weak, but I think just not having – I, I, the the ten just a ten point win over Allendale Fairfax. That the fact that they gave them such a game, I, I'm picking Bamberg very hard. I'm
1: a, I'm gonna go with Bamberg as well. Like I said, I think what you said with the week conference and the week schedule. I mean, hurt.
0: I hope Cross proves us wrong.
1: I hope so too. I really do. Um, all right, so the next next game is Sumter, eight and three at White Knoll, twelve and zero. God, this is gonna be a good game. Sumter has never lost to White Knoll in five previous meetings. The winner will move on to face Somerville or Carolina Forest.
0: Well, I, I think I learned my lesson last week picking Fort D over White Knoll. I'm going White Knoll in this one.
1: Yeah, I, I'm definitely not going to say they had a weak schedule either. I'm sticking with White Knoll in this one. All right, so here's the Cinderella. Lancaster, 3-9 and nine at South Florence, 12-0. and 0. Lancaster... Has the lead in the series, having won all three previous meetings. Uh, the winner will move on to the lower state title game
0: against Irmo or James Island. And South Florence is so good. I I would love to see Lancaster
1: but that beat would them.
0: Be, that would be. But I just don't. I, I, South Florence is too good. And they're at home defending state champs, I think. Lancaster's Cinderella story ends here. I,
1: I agree with you on that. I'm going South Florence as well. All right, two more to go. We got Andrew Jackson nine and three at Hampton County eleven and one. The winner will move on to the state title game to face Barnwell or Oceanside. I don't have no, a, no, no. I don't
0: have a history lower state title game. Lower state. Yeah, I know what you meant. I didn't. Um, know. I don't know anything about Andrew Jackson. Other than what you have here, they're 9-3. and three. So, I'm just going to say I, I think Hampton County is very good, and they're at home. I'm picking Hampton County.
1: I'm definitely staying with Hampton Hampton County in this one as well. I problem. really
0: like their mascot, Hurricanes. They're kind of – Hampton County Hurricanes. It kind of rolls off it, the it top. It rolls. It rolls. All right, what's your last right. game?
1: Last game will be Johnsonville, 8-2, and two, versus Lamar, 9-3. and three. Lamar leads the all-time Series 4 wins three losses and one tie the winner will face cross Bamberg Earhart in the lower state title game
0: well Johnsonville's essentially a low country team so but I think Lamar comes from a very tough conference they're battle tested they're at home I think Lamar silver foxes
1: all right well just just for sake of being different I'll go into Johnsonville because you know they got good sausage up there
0: oh yeah I think Johnsonville
1: loving their sausage <laughs> all right well that that uh that was the eight games we have upcoming um, next week I'll add in a little bit of the lower state title games to give us a few to pick there and otherwise let's see who uh, gets to the pick them this week
0: all right well good luck to all the low country teams and uh it's gonna be some good football games and stephen uh, I guess we'll talk about it next week 10 four all right y'all thanks for listening good night y'all